You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe who helps people who feel far from God to know Jesus, cultivate freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're also a diverse tribe who welcomes everyone from bikers to bankers, PhDs to GEDs, every age, race, and walk of life. So whether you're a longtime Christ follower or a spiritual investigator, we hope you're encouraged through our content. Enjoy today's teaching. Worshiping in the cameo live here today. I also want to give a shout out to a few of our viewers who are worshiping online right now. I want to shout out to Jasmine as well as Rosa and Kelly and others. And if you're worshiping on YouTube today, uh, make sure and hit the like, subscribe, and share button there. As you know, that helps the algorithm get the message out about God moments, that message that a lot of people really are going to need to hear. Now, I want to make sure that all of you guys knew some of the things that are going on around the church in the coming days as the holidays are upon us for sure. And this year, since Christmas Day falls on a Sunday, we're not going to have live in-person gatherings. We want you to be home with your families, but we're going to have our Christmas Eve services live and in-person, and we're going to have three identical gatherings, and they're going to be at 3 o'clock, 4.30, and 6 o'clock p.m. Now, it's going to be a family-friendly environment, so kids can come into the theater with you. So make sure and bring the kids, and we're encouraging everyone to wear pajamas if you're comfortable to do that. So I've never worn pajamas to church before, but I'm going to on Christmas Eve. I'll be up here in my pajamas, so we should have a lot of fun. In addition to the pajamas, we're actually going to have baptisms here in the service. And baptisms are for those of you that have believed in Jesus, and it was your choice to believe in Jesus. And baptism is the way that you tell the world that you're a follower of Jesus now. Now, some of you know that maybe your mom or your grandma made you get baptized as an infant, but it wasn't your choice. And how many of you know a lot of people that maybe they got baptized as infants, but they grew up and didn't care, couldn't care less about God, right? But we do what's called believer's baptisms, where it was your choice. And for some of you, you know, um, I'm not trying to be too pointed here, but some of you have kind of put it off for a while, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that, Pastor Doug, you know, I'm afraid that, you know, my relative will slip Pastor Doug a five, and he'll hold me underwater longer. No, I promise, you know, uh, I, I know your threshold, and I know just how long you can stay under, and I won't, I won't put you past your threshold. So uh, anyways, make sure you get registered for baptisms today. Now, can I also tell you that Christmas, uh, that uh, New Year's Day is going to be on a Sunday this year as well. So again, what, you know, so it's going to be like two Sundays in a row. We're not going to have in-person gathering because we want you guys to be at home with your families. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever had that churches that they take you away from your family all the time and then they gripe about how people's families are jacked up because they're always away from their families, you know? But here, it, we want you to be at home with your, your family on that day. And so we'll be streaming a very important service on New Year's Day. So make sure and tune in to that service on New Year's Day. Now, another thing I want to make you aware of is that our Cultivate ministry is about to launch. And if you're new here, um, yeah, we got a few fans in the room of Cultivate. Now, if you're new here, you're like, what is Cultivate? It's not a gardening class, okay? Uh, but what it is, it actually does help you garden in your soul. Uh, a lot of us have these past hurts, habits, hang-ups, wounds, on the inside. And what we say here is that everyone, all of us, myself included, is at some level in need of recovery. And a lot of people think they're okay and don't realize that they're not, but everybody else sees it and knows it. And then a lot of us recognize we're not okay, but you know what? We want to be on a journey on our way. See, we want to grow through 
you know, these things that we like to say you grow through what you go through and registration is open for the next season of Cultivate. And if you've never gone through that, you'll see a link in order to get connected to get registered for Cultivate. In addition to that, since it's a little cool outside today, we put the Tribe Connect tent in the cafe right next door. So if you want to get registered for baptism, you want to get registered for Cultivate, you want to learn anything else about our tribe groups that happen around the church or anything going on, go next door to the cafe, get an awesome Christmas cookie, a warm drink, and go to the folks at the cafe tables there in the the, uh, Tribe Connect tent over there. Sound cool? Now, how many of you are parents and you know that our kids tend to sometimes grow up and leave the nest? Any parents know that? Well, one of our very own city tribers who's been on our staff for a few years, she started volunteering at 12 years old, Then she came on our staff here at the church and has served for so many years, just done such an excellent job with passion, heart, and conviction is Sadie Garza. And Sadie is going to be, she's got this dream of being a firefighter. And so we want to pray for her and, uh, you know, encourage her in that journey. And she was supposed to be here today, but got sick and couldn't show up in person. So she's online right now. And I just want to say to you, Sadie Garza, All of us at City Church love you. We honor you. We thank God for you. So those of you who are here in person, would you mind to give a rowdy applause? So Sadie, you know we love you and thank the Lord for you. And if you guys see, if you know Sadie and see her around here, you know, like Christmas Eve services or in the coming weeks, then make sure and just thank her for her service here at this church. Uh, in fact, you may have been impacted by her and didn't even know it. So today's service is a very important one in our God Moments series because it's like, what do you do when you were afraid? And Pastor Joe's going to bring the teaching today. And one of the great things about Joe that shapes and affects all the things that he communicates is his experience as a hospice chaplain. Uh, Joe's going to talk about more, more about that here in just a minute. But he has sat with a lot of people when they're in those last moments of life or those last days of life. And people tend to get really honest in those moments, you know? So you're going to hear that from Joe. So would you guys give a rowdy and warm welcome to a guy whose talk today is going to be like a warm blanket around you on a cold day, right, on? So give a rowdy city tribe welcome to Pastor Joe. (laughs) What's going on, Familia? Hey. Some of, you, some of you guys probably heard this story a little bit already. I shared it with our city youth and uh, one of the all-tribe trainings. But, you know, when I grew up uh, down out by Poteet, off of Highway 16, in the third grade, we moved to this house that my dad was building. And we moved into it before it was completed. As a matter of fact, uh, it probably looks something like this house right here. I wish I would have had a picture of our house as it was being built, but... Can you imagine as a third grader moving into a house that has no windows, does not have a front door, it's just a frame there where the door should be. And so, yeah, the first night spent in there, man, was I filled with fear. So much so that I thought in the the mind of an eight or nine-year-old thinking, man, something's going to come in through the door opening and what if it's like a lion or a bear 
right? And being, you know, from that, back in that day, uh, there was a lot of cowboy and Indian movies. And so this little cowboy thought some Indian was going to come in and scalp him. You know? So, yeah, my, my imagination was a little crazy, and it's always been that way. But just to say, I grew up with a lot of fear. I grew up afraid of the dark. And uh, about you, what have you gone through in your life that has made you afraid even to now, right? But what are you afraid of right now? You know, for some of us, there's so many different things, right? I did this little survey where I asked some friends and some people from church and family. I said, hey, what are you afraid of? Give me some of those things. And this is what they said. They said, I'm afraid of snakes, spiders, insects, roaches, the dark water, being alone, not meaning that someone's special, losing a child, someone you love, illness in ourselves, illness in somebody we love, heights, tight places, forgetting who I am, drowning, fear of failure, fear of others, fears what others think, fear of the future, fear of the unknown, and fear of death. And let me throw in fear of el cucuy. Right? That's the boogeyman. So maybe your fear is one of these fears, right? Maybe your fear is one of those. Or, or maybe you went through a traumatic experience where you, your fear gets activated, right? By something that's happening around you or something you see. Or maybe you, like me, have been afraid of the dark or were afraid of the dark at one time. You know, why, why are we afraid of the dark anyway? You know? You know, I've learned that as a child for children, that it's normal to be afraid of the dark, right? And the reason is, is that in darkness, because there's lack of light, our mind tries to fill in the black to what we cannot see. And that's what happens with fear is we try to start filling in the blanks to some of the stuff we just can't see. By a raise of hands, let me do a little survey here with you guys, by a raise of hands, how many of you have been afraid or are afraid of the dark right now? How many out there? Uh, look, look around, look around. Okay, so I am not the only chicken noodle here today who's been afraid of the dark, right? And I believe that something can happen in our, in our fear sometimes. And for those of us that have been afraid of the dark before, how does it feel when you wake up in the middle of the night after a terrible nightmare, right? Maybe even now as an adult, you wake up with this fear in the middle of the night and you get cozy to, to your wife or your husband. And what can we do? What can we do about fear in our lives? I believe that fear can turn into a God moment where we will experience God's love that changes us. You know, there's a story in the book of Job. And uh, before I tell you guys that story, I want to give you a little, a little backstory. This, this particular section of scripture sounds very scary, right? So just a little heads up on that. But the story of Job is he's, he's going through some suffering, right? He, he's lost all his wealth by losing his livestock. He's lost all his children we're having a party at one of his son's house and some storm came through and killed all his children. And then on top of all that, he's now has all these sores like 
a real bad case of shingles, but worse than that, these boils on his body. And so he's lamenting. He's bereaved. He's, he's suffered great loss, family, wealth, now his health. And so here comes his friends. Three friends are going to show up on the picture. If you guys read this book, you'll see three different friends come up and they try to explain why he's going through what he's going through, right? And this first friend comes on the scene. His name is Eliphaz. And Eliphaz has this experience at nighttime, a vision of sorts that he shares with Job that you can read. It's found in Job 4, 12 through 17. Let me read that to you guys. It says, now a word was brought to me stealthily. My ear received the whisper of it. Amid thoughts from visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on men, dread came upon me in trembling, which made all my bones shake. A spirit glided past my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I could not discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. There was silence. Then I heard a voice. Can mortal man be in the right before God? I don't know about you guys, but man, that sounds like a scary Stephen King book, right? And this chicken noodle used to love reading Stephen King books when I was in the military. And speaking of books, Pastor Doug actually references this particular scripture in his book, I Am Not Defeated where he says how this evil spirit or this demon of sorts could have been trying to make Job question his identity in Christ, his identity. And I think that's one of our fears these days is that we don't, we're afraid that we don't know who we are. We're afraid that we don't know what our purpose is. And with that in mind, you're going to be hearing something called Purpose Lab that we're going to be doing here on a regular basis where we kind of learn about our spiritual gifts and how we can plug in with that as far as our purpose. But doesn't that sound like some crazy fear, right? Dread came upon me, trembling, making my bones shake, not being able to see something pass in front of my face, and then hearing that voice. For now, let's take that question, that question that from that Whatever that was, it said, can mortal man be in the right before God? Let's take that question and just stick it in our back pocket, right? But here's the deal. There's so much in the Bible that talks about fear. Fear of calamity, fear of the enemy, fear of giants, fear of death, right? So much. And we ourselves deal with so much fear. It's a very common emotion. And it kind of, you can see all of that in the Bible. It can be so intense sometimes. I've seen where people with fear are so anxious, so depressed even because of the fear that they're being subjected to that they have inside. You know, I've heard a song from uh, Zach Williams called Fear is a Liar. And in that song, it says it can rob you of your rest and steal your happiness. I believe that can happen. I've, I've seen it where people are anxious, depressed. They don't have any peace and happiness because of their fear. You know, I love the Psalms. 
and I memorize. I love I love memorizing psalms, and there's there's this particular psalm that I'm going to re reference today, and uh, it says this. Verse, it's, 91, it's Psalm 91, 1 through 5. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from the deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. He is faith, his faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord, for just being up, being able to share some of your word, Father. And I pray, Father, that as we unfold your word, that it gives light, that it may impart understanding to me, to us, Father, to all of those online. Still our hearts, Lord, draw us to yourself. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as I read and meditated on this particular psalm, and it happens to be one of my favorite psalms. It might be one of your favorites as well. It brought to mind several things I'd like to share with you guys. And one of those was a memory that it brought uh, many years ago when my son, Josiah, was about five or six. And uh, I don't know if you guys have a blanket this is my blanket that's on our sofa. It's kind of soft and fluffy, kind of like, like me. Okay? <laughs> but my wife was sitting on the sofa one evening. We're getting ready to watch a movie, and it was kind of chilly. She's sitting underneath a, this blanket on the sofa, and uh, she calls out to my son. She goes, mijo, come get cozy with mama under the blanket. And uh, I think... I think God wants to say that to us. I think God wants to say, when we're, especially when we're in fear, come, come get under the blanket, mijo. Can you guys look towards one another and say, mijo, mija, come under the blanket. Mijo, mija, come under the blanket. And that's going to be our big idea, guys. That's going to be our big idea. Mijo, mija, come under the blanket. There's a couple of principles I want to relate to you guys regarding this particular psalm. And the first one is this, that God is where I live and rest, right? For those of us that are believers, we believe that God is omnipresent. That means he is everywhere at the same time. He's with us right here, right now. He's with others wherever, are, wherever they are. And this psalm tells you that you can rest in his shelter, right, where, where he is with us. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. God is where I live and rest. Can we declare that together? On three, ready? One, two, three. God is where I live and rest. Notice that it says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High, right? To live is to do something, to, to, to live our lives, right? We're doing it in a particular place. We live in our homes. We live where we work. Okay, we don't want to live too much where we work, right? But we live where we play, right? We're doing life there. And here in this particular place, we're living, we're choosing to live in the shelter of the Most High. Right? 
realizing that God is right there with us. God is with us. We are where he is. And it says that when we do this, we get what? We, we get rest. Where? In the shadow of the Almighty. Now consider that. The shadow of the Almighty. If you're in a shadow, that means you are underneath something. There's light shining from the other side. So in this case, we are in God's shadow. We realize that he is above us, covering us so we can rest there, live there, and you are safe. And that's the second point I want to make. Second principle out of this passage is that God is the safest place. You know, fear can come like a bad storm, like a hurricane brewing over the ocean, right? Just getting bigger and bigger. And finally it comes and makes landfall in, the, in your mind. Or it can come like a lightning. All of a sudden, you get fearful. Something triggers your feel. Your, your fear, some traumatic experience, something in your life that's happened, and fear is triggered, triggered. And what is it that we should do when a storm is coming? In this case, a storm of fear. Well, we should seek shelter, right? Seek shelter, that place of safety. And this psalm reminds us of that. It says, he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him, for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. And fear is one of those traps. Fear can be something like a disease when it gets out of control, where it's making you anxious and affecting your body and making you depressed. So I want to declare again with you guys, that God is the safest place. Ready on three? One, two, three. God is the safest place. He not only provides the safest place, he's very close to you, right? Faithfully protecting you. And that's the last point I want to make, is that God is near and faithful. The psalm describes that God like a mother hen where we come underneath his wings. As it says, he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. He is faithful. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. That means God is not some faraway entity. He's nearby. He's close. He's a loving father. So close that he covers us, keeps us warm and secure. He's our faithful protector. Such a great picture of our heavenly father. Good, good father. He's trying to tell us, don't be afraid. Come here, mijo, mija. Come get under the blanket with me. You're safe. No tengas miedo. Don't be afraid. Let's make one more declaration together. Let's say God is near and faithful on three. Ready? One, two, three. God is near and faithful. And because of all this, because God is where I live and rest, because God is the safest place because God is near and faithful. God says in verse 5 in this psalm, he says, Do not be afraid of the terrors of night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. What is terror of the night? What is that? 
Well, that could be nightmares, but I think it could be anything that's keeping you from sleeping. What is keeping you from sleeping or getting a good night's rest? What kind of fear is keeping, making you lose sleep? And don't miss this. It also says to not be afraid of the arrow that flies in the day. That means even during the daytime, you shouldn't be afraid. Now, I'd like to share a God moment that my son Josiah experienced that was wrapped around a lot of fear. And uh, before I do, I want to put out this disclaimer. It involves spiritual warfare. It involved what I think was demons. And we at City Tribe don't shy away from that. I know that for some that might be a strange subject to, to hear somebody talking about, but we, we don't shy away from it. You guys take a listen to this video real quick. So a couple of years ago, I was working in the fast food industry and I got really close with the crew there. And one night I got a phone call from one of my managers saying that her roommate, who was also one of my managers, was talking in these strange voices and, and uh, I don't know, just that she was manifesting something and talking with them on the phone. And mind you, I'm really close with these people. I know exactly what they sound like. And my manager knew that my dad worked at the church and he was a prayer leader and she was asking if he would pray for my coworker. I give the phone to my dad and he begins praying with them, says a prayer and then that's it. And I'm going up to my room, talking to them on the phone a little bit more, just seeing how they're doing. And uh, I was getting ready to get off the phone to say goodbye. We were already kind of saying uh, our goodbyes on the phone. I hear this growl of an angry, what sounded like an angry man, and and then just this evil, evil laugh through the phone, and it, it scared me. I mean, it scared me a lot. I actually uh, ended up falling on the floor, and like I just started crying because it was. I've never experienced anything like more scary in my life. And I, I didn't know what to do, but I knew that my dad was a prayer leader at the church. So I ran back downstairs and I was like, dad, you gotta, you gotta listen to this. And so my dad starts praying against whatever this thing was. And uh, her roommate said that she fell asleep after a while. This whole uh, situation happened for a few months, um, just this thing was manifesting and we just couldn't seem to get rid of it. But I remember one day my my coworker Dre, she was like, hey, I, I want you and your dad to baptize me. She's like, I, I think I'm finally free of whatever this thing was. And uh, that was just like, honestly, the best day of my life because I really cared about this coworker. I mean, she was, she was and still is super close to me. And um, just seeing her baptized, like, it, it gave me this peace, like, it's over, she's free. Through that whole experience, I was shown that this spiritual realm does exist and that it is very real. 
and it was a terrifying experience for me but out of that whole situation I learned that you know if there's evil then there's got to be good out there too and so I just leaned into God in that whole season as everything was going on and I wouldn't say I am um, like happy that what happened to my coworker happened, but it without it, I don't know where I would be in my faith right now. And I know because of what happened, I got the strongest faith that I've ever had because I've seen that realm. Pretty cool how God used a scary moment in my son's life, turned it into a God moment. I think he can do that with all of us. And, uh, you know, I memorized Psalm 91 one many years ago. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And I want to challenge you to memorize that verse. I call it my 911 psalm, right? Psalm 91, one psalm that I go to in an emergency. You know, I have a cousin who's a firefighter and EMT, and uh, it's a picture of him right here. Handsome dude, right? It runs in the family. Well, here's something to consider about EMTs and the work they do, right? And how they do it. You know, when they come on the scene of the rescue, whether it's a car accident, a fire, they're pulling somebody out of those dangerous places. And sometimes they'll wrap a blanket around them. And uh, I think that's what God wants to do. You know, maybe you're struggling with fear right now. And uh, it's getting to be an emergency, causing anxiety and depression. God wants to pull you out of that. wrap his blanket around you. Mijo, mija, come under the blanket. Here at City Tribe, we open up the front for prayer, right? There's pillows and rugs down here and where you can pray right from where you're at, in your chair, wherever you're at online. But as this song plays, and if you feel led to come up and pray and have God wrap his blanket around you, let him do that. So guys, I want to ask you to stand up as we worship and pray. And if you feel led to come up forward, come on up to the front and pray. Let God wrap his blanket around you.
I'd like us to lean into this moment. If you're still here praying, lean into that. Lean into God. I pray for God moments where he changes us in some way, makes us less fearful. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Father, so much. Your incredible love. So, Lord, I want to keep praying, Lord. All of us just keep praying that God would rid fear away from this place, away from our hearts, away from so many. y'all are up here at the front feel free to stay there through this last part of this message guys the rest of you can go ahead and sit down you know I've heard some say that if you're fearful it's because you don't have enough faith I don't believe that to be true at all yes the Bible says that we don't have a spirit of faith of fear right but we're more than a spiritual being. We're emotional, we're physical, and our physicality and our emotional state, we become fearful. But for those of us that are believers, we have no fear in our spirit. Let's grab a hold of that. It's amazing how God has designed us, right? He knew we'd be afraid too. There's 365 times in the Bible it says, do not be afraid. One time for every day of the year. Think about that. Crazy. You know that scary moment in Job's life where that voice spoke to his friend and asked him that question, can mortal man be in the right before God? I think that sometimes we fear that we cannot be right before God ourselves. And how next week is Christmas But check out this one verse that says, fear not, right? It says, and the angel of the Lord said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news and great, of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He's encouraging you. He's encouraging me. And he's provided a Savior from fear, a Savior from death even. He's answering that question. You can, I can. We believe in Jesus, be made right before God, and have even less fear. Well, Pastor Doug mentioned that I work as a hospice chaplain. And here's a fear that I have in that role I fear that people are dying without knowing God, without knowing Jesus. I recently met a lady who was 50 years old and she was dying from multiple sclerosis. And in my time with her, I asked her about her faith. It's part of the assessment that I do. And I asked her, tell me about it. And here's what she said. She said, 
I believe there's a God. I said, okay. Then I asked her, tell me about what's going to happen to you when you die. And I was like real close to her, right? She's laying in a bed and I'm actually kneeling beside her to get face to face with her. And she says, I hope I go to heaven. I told her, I said, you know what? You can know you're going to heaven. She gave me this look. Jesus. And so I shared the gospel with her. She accepted Jesus Christ as her Savior. And now it's good. It's good. It's great. But get this. A week later, she died. I wasn't afraid of her. And here's the deal too. I'm afraid for us too. For those that don't know Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you that you can know. The Bible says, I have written this to you who believe in the name of Jesus, the son of God, so that you may know you have eternal life. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, I want to thank you, Lord being present in our lives, being here, City Tribe, with us at home, wherever we're at, Father. Being our shelter so that we are not afraid, Father. I pray that many here and those that are watching online would seek you as their shelter from fear and come under your blanket. And Father, for those that know you, that know Jesus and are going through fear, I pray that they, in their spirit, would know that they have no fear because you have not given us a spirit of fear, Father. So calm our emotions, provide us rest from fear. For others that don't know you, Father, just like that lady who believe there's a God, or for those that maybe don't believe or don't know what to believe, I pray, Lord God, that they may hear Jesus right now through your Holy Spirit say, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. You know, if that's you, you can choose to believe today. You can pray something like this. And remember, it's not about the words of this prayer, but it's more about the yearning of your heart, the condition of your heart. Say to, say to God, say to our Father, Father, you know what? I, I don't have it all together and I've done some bad stuff, Lord. I'm a sinner. But right now, Lord, I choose to believe in my heart that Jesus is your Son that he died on the cross and paid the penalty for my sin, and that three days later he rose from the dead so that I could be made right before you. Come into my heart. Give me your spirit, that spirit that does not fear. Pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Family, if, if you prayed that prayer, if you never come to faith in Jesus or trusted him, Welcome to the familia. Welcome to the familia.
I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to stay connected. Stay connected here at City Tribe or any Bible teaching church. Grow in your faith. Join a tribe. Get into the word. Get baptized like Pastor Doug said. If you've come to faith in Christ and you haven't been baptized, get baptized. I would love to see our baptism crew next Saturday just get overwhelmed with baptisms. Right? How crazy would that be? Well, guys, just a couple of reminders before we go. Ways we give here at City Tribe. You know, you can give in person by dropping off your tithe and offerings in the giving box. There's a kiosk there as well. You can do it electronically. You can give online going to citytribe.church slash tithe. You can mail it to the address on the screen or you can text the, the, the tithe by texting tribe space the dollar amount to 833-381-2888. However you do, I want to thank you guys for giving here at City Tribe. It's amazing what God is doing with your financial uh, generosity. Thank you so much, guys. I'd also like to remind you that we're going to have prayer leaders. If you need to continue in prayer, uh, come be up, up here up front after this service. So guys, go ahead and stand up. I'd like to speak a benediction over you. Familia, mijo, mija, come under God's blanket. May you, when you go home and you get under your blanket, whether you're going to go to sleep you're going to watch TV and you have that cozy blanket on yourself. But may you realize in that moment that God is where I live and rest, that God is safest place, that God is near and faithful. So you don't have to be afraid. Thank you, guys. I'll see you all next Saturday. Peace. Have a good day. We're glad you were a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check the City Tribe YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, or our website, citytribe.church. May you go from this podcast knowing that you are loved.